The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp. Hello and welcome to another week of Wolves Fancast. David Evans here. We're back after the international break. Uh, joining me on the podcast this week, we've got the Baron, John Bab. Good evening, Dave. Good evening. Uh, and we've got the lover of notepad stats, uh, <laughs> Fancast blogger Richard Hobbs. Uh, good evening, everyone. He's with us. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Blackpool, Charlton and Bolton. Uh, but firstly, news and Lee Evans has signed a new three-year deal at the club, keeping him here until 2017. Uh, from Newport to Wolves, Levens, he's earned his new deal, you would say? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, it was a bit shaky at the start of the season, um, but Phil, that when was the last home game, Blackburn, I thought he'd put in a really solid display, and he sort of, I doubted him a bit of this level, I'm more than happy to say that, I thought maybe another season in League One, um, just to find his feet a bit more of that level, but he seems to have stepped up the last few games for me. Um, so yeah. I feel he's got the potential. I think that's the thing for me. It's keep you know um, he's definitely got something about him. Mm. And as you say he's twenty. Like he's still got. A he's a baby, really. He's still yeah. in yeah. footballing terms. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's the key is his age. I mean, yeah. scoring goals in for Wales under twenty ones will big boost his confidence. Yeah. And just playing against better opposition, mm. not just the training each mm. week at Wolves, but. Playing games against better mm. opposition will bring his game on. He's got, he's got, he's got said, to. Yeah, I think as we said at the start of the season, like his next game at this level is going to be his next hardest challenge for yeah. him at this mm. moment. Yeah. So, you say he sort of does seem to be keeping mm. up with it. I mean, he still hasn't got yeah. to like fifty. Well, nowhere near fifty no. games yet. But no. he's completely <laughs> ousted Jack Price, really, to the point where yeah. now Price had to go on loan to Yeovil. Yeah. And you know, look how well Jack Price did for majority of last season. I'm not surprised at that though. I mm. think Jack's yeah. more likely to struggle at this next level because mm. I think he lacks a little bit of vision going forward mm. in the last yeah, yeah. third of the pitch for me. Mm. But mm. I'm sure hopefully he can sort something out at Yeovil and come back a better player yeah. in a year or so. But With no kind of disrespect to Lee Evans, is he a type of player which, if Wolves don't get promoted this year, which it looks like it's the aim of the minute and players do move on, he's a good type of player to have mid-table? Championship. I just don't with, know. With, 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 with how he's developing. At the age of twenty, it's very. I think it's very difficult to say in twelve months' time where he'll be and how yeah, good he'll yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's nowhere near fifty first team games yet. He could yeah. be a very good player. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, at the rate of improvements, I watched him play for the under twenty ones in the between that January and the end of season when he first signed. And I thought he got loads of potential. His range mm-hmm. of passing was superb at that level, and he's just got—he's just gradually got a better and better player mm-hmm. week by week. Uh, I, I like the lad. Yeah. Um, it could—it could be—it could be—it could be anywhere in, in two years' time. Yeah. Um, say, 
I think one of the problems I had with him at the start of the season was him and McDonald almost had quite similar game plans. Now, if we don't get promoted, and God forbid this happens, and McDonald leaves, which... Yeah, which is the way you're going. Yeah, yeah. you can see where I'm going, but Evans might actually be able to step up into that role. Mm, You say in 12 months' time, 24 months' time, you know, when he's... Play hundred games exactly. Yeah. You know, hopefully by say probably his aim for the end of the season, we'll get up to fifty appearances for us because he got twenty something last season, yeah. twenty seven. Yeah. You know, if he can, if he can do that again this season, it. Yeah. You know, um, I think he can sort of fulfil yeah. a role for us. Um, you're saying definitely championship level as he progresses. Mm. I mean, who knows in Premier League sort of level, but definitely yeah. he did it last season in Championship, and he's got a certain level mm. and you know it's all right at this level so far so people have been calling for a uh, senior call up as well for Wales recently especially if he keeps banging the goals for under 21s I know yeah. it's his first yeah. two but there's no reason why there's no reason why. I think it, I think it's only a matter of t- it, it, yeah. it, I think he'll definitely play for him at some stage yeah, mm. yeah. so the uh, the striker search at Wolves continues if it was a film it would probably be the never ending story but Wolves still looking <laughs> Yeah, that's a really bad joke, and I'm just trying my best here. Uh, Wolves still looking for that elusive striker uh, to come into play. Um, someone that Wolves have been linked to this morning, as of Wednesday, is Emmanuel Mayuta. Hopefully I've said that right, uh, from Southampton. Uh, just in case he does join this week, we'll do football manager stats in a second. But do we, do we know anything about him? Because I've known nothing about him. Well, I saw the clip on, on, on the internet. He looks like he can throw the javelin. So if ever we're getting a javelin <laughs> shoot, it's after a draw. Yeah, it's a problem with YouTube. Uh, he though, won isn't... the African Cup of Nations with uh, Zambia, I believe he's Zambia. Yeah, Zambia. yeah he went under half an hours, um, right. and that got him his move to Southampton. Then played, I think, twelve games. I think majority of subs and yeah, I think he's got a couple in the cup from what I've heard. Yeah, he? and he went. He was on loan at Chosso. Yeah, and right. he had uh, yes. four in, four and twenty three. Yeah, loan, again, but so. you sort of. So I'm not sure how many of those subs, how many starts, all that. And, and not, it's not for a great side, is it? Either? Yeah, so, exactly. You know, um, his yeah. best stats obviously with young boys at Burn playing for a team that's much doing much better well, yeah, in the yeah, league and yeah. creating more chances. But what you say he's still mm. he's only 23 now, so he's still you say he's still relatively young in terms mm. of. It's, it's interesting that he's being announced as being a link player on the same day as Greg Dyke. Is suggesting that we we don't allow these type of players in well, the English game on mm. exactly the same morning. I, um, <laughs> I don't know whether you saw what Dykes. Probably, yeah, there's no players there. Non EU players. Non EU players, really, but certainly not on loan beyond the Premier League. Mm. Mm. They shouldn't be playing any lower than that, but he wants them outed altogether. Yeah. And then the same morning, we're after one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, it seems. From the rumour stories, you can kind of get a gist when, when someone's going to come or not. It sounds yeah. like this guy might be coming along. So just in case he does, while this podcast is out, football manager stat time. Obviously the only way we can truly evaluate whether a player is good enough to play for Wolves. Uh, Richard, apparently you've got the, the yeah, stats with I'm you. Yeah, I'm taking over from Luke Thompson this week. I was going to say. Apologies. <laughs> yeah. So can you give us the uh, top three? Top three. Or the highest ranking stats. Um, I've got down here as his natural fitness is 16. Okay, um, yeah. Um, his stamina is fifteen, so he's quite athletic. Yeah. Um, acceleration fourteen, and his finishing and dribbling are thirteen. So decent, yeah, decent forward. I'd sign him on Football Manager. Um, which what, is how what's he? What's he weak on? What's, what's he, he weak what's he not, on? What, what does he need to improve his game on? Heading apparently on this, and I mean, I from what I saw of him, he seemed like quite a tall, 
quite strapping, but mm. say it's just short of six foot, so maybe. Um, apparently not very creative and poor tackling, but as a striker, I'll, I'll yeah. let, let him yeah. off that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, not very creative. Yeah, he's got a nine for creativity mm. and only a seven for leadership. You know. Well, we're not asking him to be captain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and with how Wolves are playing at the minute, you need that creativity. Would have thought. Well, I think mm. that's sort of the one. I think I said on I replied sent a tweet to you, didn't I? Um, at Wolves Football Fancast said it's so frustrating the last couple of days games because you can see we've clearly got something and we're keeping it so well, but we are missing that one little mm. spark. Just to yeah. liven up the game. You need that. It's. I can't believe I'm going to use this analogy. I like to call it the Diego Costa effect, if that makes sense. Wolves need an out-and-out striker, like kind of Diego Costa, who knows where the back of the net is. I'm, obviously, I can use any striker in the world for this analogy. He can score goals. Yeah. But Wolves, I think, just need... Because with Dico, obviously, holds the ball very well. He's very strong. He, he changes the game, which we saw with Charlton um, on Tuesday night. But he's just not... Always there he's in the almost, box to get get the goals. Yeah, you almost, need someone constantly in the box who you know can. Yeah, he's like, almost quite a defensive score. forward, in the sense that he doesn't actually stick in the middle. A lot of the best things about Dicko is him closing down the defenders. Yeah. It's running down, you know, running down the channels. Mm. You say if you've got someone in the centre of the goal, in you know, centre of the pitch, you're a lot more likely to score. I yeah. think. So your analogy, I mean, look at someone like Sylvan Evanks Blake when he played for us. Mm. He stayed in the middle of a goal and got the likes of Chris um, Iwalumo to do effectively that The job. hard work, yeah. yeah. I'm still not 100% convinced that the, that the cry for a striker is just the, the only problem. I don't actually think the mm. supply is that good into yeah. the box. When you look at, say, I mean, I can't really comment on last night's game as I didn't go, but you look at Blackpool... I don't know whether you went to the Blackpool game, but the, the number of times that we've had the ball in really good positions, on particularly wide, or and we've got mm. to the byline, and the ball to anybody in the box, we did, we never, we hardly ever beat the front man. Mm. It was mm. being cleared by a Blackpool player in beyond the six yard box, the front man defending every time. We never got past him. Mm. It, 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 it must have been 12 times in the game yeah. and so if you're not going to get beat the front man it doesn't mm. matter who you've got in a centre forward yeah. they're not going to score because they never see the ball yeah, yeah. but we, my biggest problem is we don't not just Dicko it's, 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 we don't have enough people bombing into the box mm. oh yeah Look, I think that was definitely against Charlton yeah. because we play three fairly defensive midfielders um, yeah. I'm not sure how we effectively lined up but we have although Savile did it at the post yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we had Savile, who was majoritively a more defensive-minded player. Mm. McDonald, who prefers to sit, and Evans, who appears to have sat most of the season. And as you say, that means that we're not going to have at least one player, one yeah. central player supporting. And mm. I mean, that was sort. You say we do sort of lack that yeah. bit of just try try get past the last man, get into a box on the last defender. I do think it from listening to the game last night, it did sound as though it changed a little bit. Second half, was he? Savile's hit the post first half, then Evans has had a shot that has gone very yeah. close. Henry's had a shot yeah. late on. Yeah. It looks like the more of the midfield were getting shots mm. in last night, which mm. hasn't been happening. No. Um, so hopefully, that, the pro- well, that's, that's, where our goal, that's where our goal threats now come from, really, and which was really the last season, the end of it. Yeah. Most of the goals came from midfield, really. Yeah. That's where the abundance of stuff comes in. Well, the obviously the striker search continues. By the time this podcast comes out, 
Mayuka, Mayuta, sorry, might be a striker. Someone else might be, we don't know, because obviously Chris Wood seems like he's gone off to Burnley now. Seems to have gone off, and obviously Leon's had his chance last night, yeah. and it sounds like he's disappointed people who were there. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit, and also so, um, Danny Graham as well, which sounds like that's so gone nothing off. Nothing sort of seems to have no. really ever happened, does mm. it, with him? He'll turn out to be an E-Bank's player, won't he? He'll, yeah. just, he'll just pop back in. Yeah. <laughs> he'll just find that. Uh, now, a few weeks ago, um, actually not a few weeks ago, John, probably two or three weeks ago, uh, saw the launch of the new retro fanzine, uh, Old Go Glory, uh, which both John Babb and our good friend Graham Large uh, create. Looking at the, the historical, the nostalgic uh, points of Wolf's history, the first issue uh, looked at the 1974 League Cup final. John, for those who haven't heard of, of um, Old Go Glory, what is it and how can people find out more? Well, obviously, I mean, obviously, in, in, in its inception was really Graham's baby. Mm. Um, and he, he chose the name very much off the back of Steve Gordos's book, Old Gold Glory. And Steve kindly sort of said he was honoured to sort of have his book name used. And I'll come on to that again in a minute. But it, it, And it started out really as a, a Twitter feed um, of nostalgia. And it's grown a little bit then onto a Facebook page, which has grown and grown and grown. And then after discussions about a year ago, where me and Graham spent quite a bit of time talking about whether there was a market there for a fanzine again, because it seemed as though that day had come and gone, we decided to make a bit of a plunge at it and, mm. and had a go. And it's been very, very well received. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's only going to be intended to be a retro fanzine. Mm. We are in the next issue, gonna, which is going to be entitled, it's all, the theme is going to be champions yeah. and talking about all the years where Wolves have been champions of whatever division. We are going to go as far as touching on 2009, mm. but we, we won't be touching on last year because yeah. that's to, you know not our remit. Even yeah. 2009 is really at the cusp of it, pushing the boat out. But <laughs> it, it'll, that'll be the uh, sort of... The most recent yeah. thing you'll ever read about in it. But it will go back, really trying to focus mainly on lo- our life, well, or, or fans who are around now's mm. lifetimes. So we're looking mainly at post-war. Um, people have asked us already if we're going to be t- looking at sort of Major Buckley. Mm. Now, the best one in the world, not m- that many Wolf fans probably even appreciate who he was or whatever. Yeah. It is probably just that little bit too far back. Mm. We will touch on it, but it's never going to be the main feature of a mm. magazine. But so most of it is going to be really from the 50s right through to sort of the early part of this mm. century, probably. And um, what's unique about it is you've not only have you got the printed version, which you can get at the ground, which you'll be able to get at the ground against Bolton, which we'll talk yeah. about in a second, but there's also a digital version of the magazine, which people yeah, can get. Yeah, there's a digital version. And the best place to look look at and, and get it explained to you as, as to what the what the two different ways of buying are is, is on the Old Gold Glory um, website. Mm. Um, which you obviously you can find from. On, on the or be algoglory.co.uk. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or or via the Facebook or Twitter, mm. you'll you'll soon find us in social media, yeah. and it'll be well explained as to, to to how you can buy buy post. But next time, the other thing that was a little bit, it was just in a rush to get it out. Mm. It was a little bit unfortunate that the magazines only became available the day before the Blackburn game. Mm. So we then obviously we sold them straight away the next day. But the intention in future will be to have the dates so that. People who are on subscription will receive them in the post before we ever get go out and sell them. Right. So yeah. if Wolves are at home, we'll make sure they're going out in the post on the mm. Monday before, so people have got them before anybody. Because it was a bit annoying that people who'd paid for a four four issues mm. were still waiting for that issue when people were already saying how good it was, which is a bit mm. you know it wasn't yeah. how we intended it, but it was a, a, just the one unfortunate bit of the launch really. Okay. So. The best way and the cheapest way will be to buy you know four four issues and get them sent out to you by post or if you but if you if you're that way inclined to read the digital and obviously save a little bit of money 
and like you say there will be there'll be saturday will be the last time that we'll be selling issue one outside the ground um, is there anywhere particular you might? Well, be? you'll be you'll be finding people um, somewhere near the on the on the on the football ground side of the subway. Mm. Um, for the people on the other side of the ground, there will be in Waterloo Road, probably mm. on the opposite side to the ground. We, we don't know. We get we get confirmation about where we can actually be on that side, and it'll be again somewhere else down on the roundabout than on the north bank end round by the asda that sort of area for people coming from that direction and is it the website and twitter <laughs> and facebook if people want to get involved if they've got any ideas for features or well, any articles yeah we've had good feedback from that already mm. and like i said to you, steve gordos was that was the original name old gold glory in his book and to be fair after the issue after reading issue one We've got some quite good names come forward, including mm. Steve Gordos, who is going to be writing in issue two, That's really good. as is Clive Corbett, mm. um, obviously who's written two books on walls, which is really, really good. That's mm. that terrific news. In, in addition to like David Harrison as well. So I think we've got a real good bunch of writers now and real walls enthusiasts. I think it'll only grow and grow and get better, to be honest. Fantastic. Olgoglory.co.uk, uh, Twitter, which I think is at Olgoglory oh. yeah. as well, to find out more. And issue one is Saturday, Bolton. Is it is there a is, is it a pound is it or is it a cost to it? Two fifty. Two fifty. Gonna make that money back. <laughs> <laughs> Two fifty. But as you can, as people have said, a pound for me. Do, do we get mates rates? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's better than a program. As somebody yeah. said to me. So, uh, so outside the go- the game uh, against Bolton, uh, Two pound fifty. Uh, uh, and the final bit of the news bit is uh, we're going for the uh, Football Supporters Federation's uh, Podcast of the Year award. Uh, now all you need to do is email awards at fsf.org.uk and just say you'd like to nominate Wolves Fancast as Podcast of the Year Award. Um, there is going to be something else that's going to be happening which we'll talk about on the podcast next week. But if you do enjoy this as a podcast and you enjoyed all the stuff we've done for the last five years, uh, the interviews we've done, you know, the Twitter feed, the Facebook, and then please do uh, nominate us. It would be greatly appreciated. Uh, just email awards at fsf. Uh, .org.uk or otherwise go to wallsfancast.com and there's a story on there to find out more details. So the uh, last two games, two away games in the space of three days, two draws, two points against Blackpool and Charlton. We'll talk about Blackpool versus John because you're our uh, ambassador there, <laughs> uh, for the afternoon. We'll, t- we'll summarise both games afterwards because obviously I think two points two away games really is a good result I know on paper we could say what is and what isn't let's talk about Blackpool firstly on paper going to the game should have really won it with Blackpool's win, haven't won a game all season in yeah. reflection from after the game it looks like it was a lot tougher than we expected definitely I mean I think everybody was going out there up there more than hopeful of coming back with three points mm. a good day out and a couple of goals everybody's going to have had a great day but it didn't quite pan out like that we came up against a really tough Blackpool side that were really fighting for their manager, Jose Riga. The crowd were really behind them from the, from the first whistle. Mm. There was obviously talks that there were likely to be demonstrations at the game. Yeah. Everything could be against Blackpool, but the fans got behind the manager and they're all against Oyston. It didn't work in Wolves' favour. Mm. The only way it might have done is if we'd scored early, they might have turned on... They might have not supported the side, just concentrated on being against Oyston, yeah. which wasn't that vocal really. But their support for yeah, the team was very team good. Yeah, the board. exactly. Um, but you can't knock them for that. And but they, they they were they played as if they were an away side a little bit. Although they did play with Ranger and Delphine so up front, mm. and they in the second half they offered a threat 
on the break. Mm. And to, uh, to be honest, towards the end of the game, the longer the game went on, there was only one team going to score for me, and that was going to be Blackpool. Mm. I thought our threat died out in mm. the second half. Because Ranger probably had the Ooh. best chance of the game. When he hit the ball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and was it McMahon as well when uh, Goldburn just dropped off for a second? Yeah. Just and got in behind you. And, he, and he hit the side net, and he should have scored there. Yeah. I thought. Um, yeah, that was early on in the second half. From what I saw, it seemed. And I'm, I'm going to go back to even last season. One of our worst defensive performances. Players like Goldberg and Doherty seem to be not on the game as much as you expected them to. Um, I didn't. Th- I mean, there was little incidents like, but I didn't think mm. the defence did badly. Actually, mm. I thought they were put under a fair bit of pressure at times. Mm. Um, I thought, you know, Stearman had a particularly solid game. Stearman's had a really good start to the season. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's a statement to say that look how good our defence is to have a bad game is a bit odd. Yeah, you know, or, or, or below par performance. Maybe bad's too much, but maybe yeah. just slightly below par performance is, is strange. Yeah. I'm not sure. I thought they had a fair game. I mm. thought they were, I, I just thought they were under a fair bit of pressure. Um, yeah. And you know, in 90 minutes, there's going to be opportunities for Blackpool. Yeah. Um, and and they didn't take them, thankfully. But we didn't look like creating much in the second half. I think we, if we were still playing. At, you know, ten o'clock at night, mm. we wouldn't have scored. Was Van the Parra probably did he hit the, the crossbar? Inside of the post, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. With a left-footed. I don't know whether it was a shot or a cross, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're giving the benefit of the doubt and say it was a curling shot um, that nearly floated in at the far post. And he, he also put a terrific ball in for Jacob's header that the keeper saved. But we didn't create, you know, once we got past the half hour mark, we didn't create much in the mm. game. And we had, a, I mean, it was a shot from Sacco from the edge of the box that would have probably gone straight through the net and broken, gone through, killed somebody, I suppose. But that was well blocked by a very brave Blackpool defender throwing himself <laughs> at it. Um, but like I say, second half was a bit sterile, yeah. really. Was it the? I know Wolves notoriously yeah. don't do well after international breaks. We always get on a good run of form. You almost don't want that break. It comes and we come back and we almost, we almost like don't know how to restart. Yeah. Well, you are playing against a team again. that's had nobody away. For, yeah. You know, yeah, for, I mean, we, we've had quite a few. Yeah, because I mean, we rested Evans and um, and Sacco. Sacco. Yeah, yeah, I mean, surprised he almost didn't rest Dicko by the same but, logic. But as he didn't so play, did he? I know he travelled, but yeah. didn't play. But yeah. I mean, he probably didn't want to be resting Sacco and Dicko because yeah. they're they're his, I mean, two, they're his two big threats. I was really. say, sort of look behind when we rested Dicko yesterday. Um, yeah. And such. Um, we do sort of never sort of come back off an international break, sort of well up and ready to go. I mean, the other thing that obviously was a little bit different was having Savile in there, and yeah. I, I, he was a little bit just off the pace. We hadn't played since the end of last season, no, and and people were cr- criticising him from last night. I know he had that very close chance against mm-hmm. Charlton, but I heard murmurs of people weren't happy with him last night and is this like a player who's still being embedded into the team he's got to get used to the style that we play I mean I'm not I, I wasn't you know sort of lording him like we are all lording McDonald now mm. but I know of people I mean I, he was perfectly passable for me but mm. in his early games I know of people who've been watching Wolves for years and respected ju- you know judges of what they watch they weren't big fans of McDonald to start mm. with when he first came in, but they're coming into a new system, in a new shape, and yeah. with, with new teammates. They've only, you know, haven't had much chance to blend with them. Uh, when you know, like some, he's mm, playing he's alongside McDonald. McDonald's been away with Scotland, so he hasn't even done much training. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the thing. He's played what eight, five minutes versus Blackburn, and yeah. then everyone started off um, exactly around around the world. So I just, I was a little, a little bit surprised at how left-footed he is. Oh, 
I mean, yeah, yeah. his right foot is at Blackpool. I think it was literally for standing on. I don't think he touched the ball with his right foot in the whole game. Which I, I, I always find a bit awkward when people are tackling with the wrong foot and putting the left foot across yeah. the right foot. And I thought, oh, you know, at this level, you don't normally expect to see yeah. that. Mm. But he's very left-footed. Um, now, usually, you you go to an away game. You get a draw. You think, well, fine. You you got a point from away from home. Was it more frustrating though for everyone because it was? Blackpool yes. with, with their yeah. runner form and it was just a, a big chance to yeah. take three points which potentially we could have gone top I don't know whether we would have if we'd won well, yeah we would have done because yeah. um, yeah. Wat, Watford for, didn't win did they yeah, they and, lost to Charlton and Forest didn't win either the yeah. next day so yeah. we would have been top temporarily and we would have mm. stayed top mm. so that, that you know that would have been frustrating but that's going to happen this season though. we're not going to always play the best of our game and yeah. there are going to be results yeah. where we might lose to someone who we're expected to win and it's just one of those days. I think. Well, when you look, we're not going to have a, we're not going to have a league one again, really. Are no, we? of course you're not. And when you look back as a total reflection, if you look back at a partial reflection, you, which will be done after this Saturday, the two draws won't look too bad if we beat Bolton. Mm. No, that's when it'll come. If we don't beat Bolton, end up with another draw. That's when people will start going cussing about not winning one Strikers of these games. Yeah, exactly. Like but if we beat Bolton, well, they'll, they'll accept the draws away. Mm. Much more easily, but then you've got to look back and think. Well, when we played Cardiff, we were lucky to beat them. Yeah. But nobody, nobody talks about that now. It's just a win in the book. Oh, we beat them. Mm-hmm. But nobody thinks. Oh, we fluked it. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about the other draw then. Uh, Charlton on Tuesday night, one-one. Danny Bart uh, with a, a classic Danny Bart bullet header uh, to give Wolves the draw. Despite in the second half, Wolves putting all the pressure on and probably could have gone and won the game. If Wolves fans are infuriated by the striker surge, it was probably more infuriated by Leon Clark. Who, who who couldn't? I don't know now whether he he just literally can't score he or he's just going through bad luck. I you mentioned a part of a cow's anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, there's a part of me that thinks, why are we playing Leon Clark? There's a part of me that just wants him to score. Yeah. Just to, I, I could I could appreciate from a footballer's point of view how frustrated he must be. He had a good pre-season. Probably thought he was going to get a start at the, se- the start of the season. Nothing happened. Gets his chance. A glorious game against Charlton has probably two or three very good chances can't can't score mm. it's just it it makes you think is this yeah. now his last chance if uh, we bring someone in obviously I mean like probably a lot of people I was listening to the game at home listening to Paul Franks' commentary and he was Paul Franks he was ripping his hair out wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, oh, he, he, he slaughtered Clark in the first half he kept going oh I think Clark could have done more there. I think that was Clark's fault. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think Dicko needs to be on. He's only been playing about four minutes. <laughs> but is this, is this going to be a last chance to lose? I know we, we've said this a couple of times since he's played, but is it, especially if we bring someone in, are we going to see Clark anymore? This is his first league start of the season. Yeah. And yeah. you'd expect him to turn around and show Jacket what he can do mm. and really put in a game. He never looks like he's busting a gut, though, does no, he? No, exactly. I think that might be one of the things, because when you see Dicko play, you can see how hard he works. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, not saying that everyone needs to have that. It clearly, I don't know. You sympathise, because you know that not everybody shows how much they're trying. Yeah. You know they're trying the same. Just, it looks different yeah, one like, than the other. But uh, when I, it goes on and there's no results, that's when it starts exactly, to... Exactly, right. I hate... I mean, we improved second half when we went 4-4-2. Yeah. So, as you say, so we dominated the game second half. Well, it, it, seemed, it, seemed, it seemed to completely change when Dicko came on, which yeah. then begs the question, are we too reliant on Dicko in the, in the structure? It, you know, you Wolves have played very well since, you know, every time he's played. You know, maybe most of the time. Yeah. But you see the stark difference where you bring Dicko on, he hounds that ball and all of a sudden Wolves are having a million mm. chance on goal. 
in the second half. It could be a fluke 45 it, minutes, but to yeah, me, I mean, it, it looked like a dickhead basically changed the I mean, the it could be first, yeah, yeah. Jacket sent a rocket up their asses at the same time, because yeah. you draw him at half-time, so I think Dicko does help us a lot, and you say he gives you that work rate up front. It gives you pace as well, yeah. behind big, cumbersome defenders like that. Yeah. You know, look at that BK. I mean, I can't imagine he turns very quick. Yeah. And, and I would imagine Dicko would get a run on him. Um, mm. So against certain defenders, Dicko's it'll be massive, really. Now Charlton won a, a great one. They're still undefeated now. Yeah, they're 100 percent at yeah. home. Four. I think they're fifth. I think they're just below yeah, us they're one in the table. Nice. Probably not as frustrating to get a draw away to Charlton. Looking at what their form is, probably only frustrating because of the chances we had in the second half. Yeah, historically the Valley's always been a difficult place mm. to go. Yeah. I mean, last year they, they were poor by the, by their standards. Um, but the, the new manager, Bob Peters, has really picked them up, like you say. Even though, looking at highlights of the 1-0 win against Watford, it did look as though Watford had the most of the game mm. and probably mm-hmm. Charlton were a little bit lucky. You can't knock the fact they've got four good results against the likes of Derby and Watford, etc. Yeah. Mm. They're good results, they've got to yeah. They're not a bad team. No, they're not. Especially no. at home. No. Um, say, it's drawing, it's drawing two games in a row. After the start, we've had, you know... Let, I think a few fans, probably myself included, did get our hopes a little bit raised from beating the three relegated teams. I wasn't Which, thinking that yeah. we we're going to get promoted or anything like that, but it has raised expectations mm. that bit higher. So, okay. But then when you reflect on them and you it's look at what's happening with yeah. Cardiff and well, what's yeah. happening with Fulham, the yeah. results don't actually look that sensational no. anymore. Apart yeah. from Norwich, who have obviously turned a corner. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, with Fulham and Cardiff, yeah. they're just on downfall, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. But I think. To sum up those two games, I think, John, you've just said it perfectly. You know, you now reflect on Bolton, which we'll talk about in a second. If we beat Bolton, you'll think, yeah, two points away from home, quite yeah. good. Don't pick up three against Bolton. You'll it's, think, it's well, well what have we missed there? If you, yeah. get, if you win all your games at home, everybody's happy, because most of your fans are at home, aren't yeah. they? So everybody's happy if you win all your games at home. If you get every three, and combine it with a one away, you're averaging two. That's magnificent in this division yeah. if you're averaging two. If you average two points a game, that, in the championship. that gets you promotion effectively. If yeah. you average two points a game, so whether that works out as uh, three wins and a loss, yeah. um, a win and a draw, it averages itself out at the end of the day. You probably average a little bit less than two in this yeah. division. I think you, you can just about. Yeah. 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 This is probably notoriously the harder one um, yeah. in terms of numbers, although obviously last year the, 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 they did particularly well, didn't they, Leicester? So. <laughs> So on Saturday, Wolves take on the old enemy that is Bolton. I remember as a kid, especially in the playoff days, yeah. it used to be either Palace or Bolton every single year yeah. in the playoffs, and I used to hate both of them with a passion. Um, but we're uh, we're back at home uh, against Bolton. Uh, Dougie Freeman, obviously a former enemy of Wolves, and then became a, a player of Wolves. Um, they got their first win of the season, I believe, midweek, 3-2 yeah, um, still, at home to Rotherham. Yeah, they're still in the relegation zone, I believe, or well, they're... Fourth and bottom. They so are. They've had a, I think the twenty. Yeah, twenty first. Yeah, they've well. had an awful run. Uh, Joe Mason got the hat trick for Bolton last night. Um, probably an obvious question, but they're not the same team to fear from the nineties. No, they're not the same team to fear from three seasons ago. Mm. I don't think they've they've had almost a downfall as poor as us. I mean, they've mm. sort of got a bit lucky last season, as far as I'm aware, um, in terms of staying up. And they sort of pulled their act together towards the last bah, five, ten games mm. of the season and stayed clear. But they're nothing special. I'd be mm. a bit worried if I was a Bolton fan. Because you say everyone can beat anyone in this league. As, well, Wolves have found out to mm. our cost a couple of seasons ago. 
Well, instead of having a, they haven't had a dramatic decline since the Premiership. They've had a steady decline. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a gradual, yeah. work, getting slightly worse and worse and worse. I mean, Dougie Freeman left Palace a good Palace, thinking what a step up this is. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, then, yeah. Palace just yeah. doing even better in the Championship and obviously going up. Um, there's rumours of Paddy. Is it, it is Paddy Kenny, isn't it? From is that the right name? From goalie. Yeah. yeah. He, Paddy, hasn't got a, he hasn't got a club at the moment. No, so. but there's rumours of Paddy Kenny and Max Clayton both joining this week. Right. What a story that would be if Max Clayton joined in time and played at Molineux oh. and scored and really riled up the uh, the striker search. Oh, God. <laughs> this is pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> That's my middle name. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't imagine he'd be coming into a starting line-up anyway, to be honest, by this week myself. But... Yeah. I, mean, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he signed because obviously that's mm. the last place he was there on well, trial. But. The, uh, the, the latest story was that he has actually apparently signed for an unnamed British club at Max Clayton. Obviously it hasn't been revealed but Bolton were the leading yeah. pack in that. So I wouldn't be surprised if it is Bolton that he ends up mm. at. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else we know of from Bolton? Because obviously uh, Wolves fan favourite Greg Halford yeah, plays for Bolton. Right. Can't imagine him getting a good reception. No. I don't know about you. I don't really know which Bolton players anymore. No, they seem to have. Are, are they still the... got Ungog? I thought. Haven't they got. Um, what's his name? Was his name Davis? Craig Davis? He's still there. Craig Davis still plays for Craig Davis. Who we were looking to sign a year or so ago. Have they still got Mark Davis? I, think, I can't imagine I, him I think, moving. I think he's injured. And Jay Spearing's still playing in midfield. Mm. Is he captain still? Yeah. Spearing? Yeah. I'm sure he was given captaincy was needed to start Yeah, the he was. Because um, he was only on loan the last time we played him a couple of years ago, wasn't he? Or had he just been, was he on loan from Liverpool at that particular time? Well, then they did, they, they yeah, did they, buy him in the they end. They did, yeah. But what a downfall for Jay Spearing, because he was like kind of a, a first-team regular under Dalglish when they were actually doing all right under him for a certain period, and now he's yeah. bottom yeah. half of the championship. He's captain, but bottom half of the championship yeah. with a not-so-good Bolton side. Um, well, how's he still got his job as well, Freeman? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Oh, we've got Keith Andrews. Um, oh. in... No, no, Keith Andrews plays for Watford. Keith Andrews ex Wolves. He's a Watford. Yeah. Oh, Guess the ex Wolves player which team the rat game. Mm. That's what oh. we're doing now. Um, <laughs> team for Saturday then yeah. against Bolton. Um, we've had a bit of rotation with the last couple of days to help with international breaks and such a close proximity of the games. It's still a third game in seven days. Do we think it's going to go back to normal with, you know, McDonald Evans, Dicko, Sacco VLP? Edwards, Person, I mean, like everybody else, I'm fr- I, I, I would probably prefer to somebody else to take over the Edwards role. I think the time has come now, um, week after week after week. Now, you know, I know there's a, probably a bit of a love in between managers and Dave Edwards um, because of his work rate, etc. etc. Mm. Well, I do think we need something a little bit to offer a little yeah. bit more in that position. Who is that, Jacobs? Then, <laughs> I mean. I think we've, he was obviously the last one last year who was successful mm. in that role. Um, so I think he ought to have first staff. I don't think he's in great form. No. Well, obviously, well, he, he's he, not playing regularly. Yeah. Though, no, he looked well off the pace of Blackpool. Mm. I mean, when he was substituted, it was just you know twenty minutes too late. He could have gone off. He could have gone off after twenty minutes for me. He looked so off the pace, mm. off the ball. So I'm not sure he's in the form to play in the role. But there's no reason why I don't think James Henry could play there. Mm. Well, they've been. Um, Jack was talking earlier this week about possibly playing a Van La Power yeah. in a fur- further forward position. Now, from what I've seen of Van La Power, he doesn't look like he's going to score you that many goals. But 
it, it's an option. As you say, you, there's he nothing might. to say that we can't. I mean, Solbakken wanted to play Sacco behind the striker when he first yeah. came. Mm. Um, you know, there's I no prefer, reason to yeah. say Henry, they can all. I, see, I prefer to play Sacco behind Dico and then have VLP and Henry on the wings. Because yeah. I can't. For me, I can't see Henry behind as a, you know behind the striker role. You can't. No. Well, he did score a couple of goals. That, that's my. That's my. I think he's quite di- direct when he's on the ball, mm. um, and he will run at players, mm. and he and he's not frightened of shooting. So, but I mean, I'm, he scored a couple from yeah. long range, didn't he, last season mm. from quite central positions? Yes. Yeah. Um, Orient being the last one, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. And what? And against Oldham, I think, mm. on a night game when we, the night, the game in the rain. I when think we won three yeah. 0 was yeah. it that one yeah. away? Yeah. No, no, the the two 0 home game. Oh right, when, yeah. When it was yeah. chucking it down with rain. Um, and then the defence as normal because it's yeah. been a solid rickets again. It's not yes. well, not getting a look in, is he? Well, he, he won't unless no, there's a suspension yeah. or an injury. He, yeah. um, but I mean, Jackie praises him, and to be fair. Yeah. I mean, he's straight out there at the end of the game. The end of the game is Blackpool. He's straight over there. The first thing he's doing is congratulating all the defence, mm. loving them, coming over to the fans. He doesn't look like a player who's unhappy knocking the jam mm. manager's door down mm. to me. So, you know, how long that will continue at his age, I don't know. But whether there's a role in the background for him on the coaching staff that's been developed, I don't know. Um, I can only imagine. Mm. You, you would have thought the yeah. You would have thought the influence he had last season as captain. He's still doing that role. Yeah, technically yeah, as think, club captain. I yeah. think sort of his role has sort of not been affected too much because I think a lot of his work is done. You say in the changing room, on the in the training ground, sort of getting everyone motivated enough for the games. Mm. I think Bath's doing a very good job as captain, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. I, I can't. No problem. I can't think of any sort of thing he's done wrong particularly. Um, they mm. say there's no real need to change for back four in my eyes. It's, no. You know, every, say best defence in football league. Did you say? I think we we can see the least goals in this league. Yeah, in this league at least. Yeah. You know, and, uh, say it, Richard Stearman's with the combinations so of players much. across the middle and wide. I, I haven't got too many concerns mm. across there. We, we, it comes back to the same old thing again. The strikers and the age of mm. the players on the bench. It, we, we've just got certain players on the bench that probably would be best served by doing what Jack Price is doing, like such as Ebanks Landell. Mm. Yeah, you know, even McCary, they they'd be, might be better served getting games somewhere else. Um, mm. I, I mean, the other player, I, I'm wondering where he's going to fit in now. Well, I thought he was going to fit in in the middle to with both Savile. Is, well, I don't know where ta- Tommy Rose. Yeah. He, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, he looked. He looked when we signed him. I thought we've got we've got a first team player here now. Now he's back fit. He, he wasn't even on the bench at Blackpool. Mm-hmm. I don't know, was he on the bench? He last was night? on the bench last night. But he didn't come on. No. Right. Him so Van Pau didn't come on. Well, no. Obviously, he came on for the last minute against mm. Blackburn or something. So then he's off the bench. And then he's on the bench, doesn't come on. Obviously, he's waiting his turn like everybody else. But if mm. nobody plays, but I wonder where he's ever going to get in. Well, if Evans comes back in the team and keeps performing, then, like you say, when is he going to come back in? Yeah, when is he going to get his chance? Sorry, when is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't see him as you say the one to play behind the striker. I don't see him as the number ten. Uh, no, from I've seen him as a pairing with McDonald. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I see him slightly deeper. I mean, my sort of have misjudged his game style, but I always saw him as sort of a bit more of a I thought he was a midfielder, which can't. I always thought he could play wide left. Though, as yeah, well. I mean, he, I thought he was more in not an you know he's not a speedy winger, but he could play in the style of someone like Andy Reid does at Nottingham yeah. Forest. Mm. I mean, he's sort of and, 
And he's played left back in his career. Yeah. He's played sort of left back, left mid, centre mid. I um, thought he might have played Saturday because leaving Sacco out, it, but yeah. where Jacobs has played wide left, whereas I thought we might have had better balance with Tommy Rowe. Yeah. The other key thing, though, for Saturday is, as we mentioned, if we don't get the win or a draw, the striker, the grumbles of striker, wow. will, will, will carry on. Exactly, so, I don't, but I don't think they'll go away anyway, Dave. It's an easy position to sort of pick up because it's the main sort of focal point of the team. And of course it's it is. Yeah. What, it's what everyone sort of judges a team on. Yeah. It's easy said than done, but obviously the quicker yeah. Wolves can nick it in the bud, the better. But I think I, can tr- I trust Jackie is waiting, and they will, are mm. waiting for the right player. They're not just going to throw money at anyone. I think Delort is probably the example of that. Hmm. And then we're not just going to throw wages at someone desperately because we need someone in. So, they will yeah, wait somebody, for the right yeah, player. Particularly who's unproven in the British game. Yeah, I mean that could backfire. Signing someone, and I think if you if you're taking somebody on loan, you actually want somebody on loan who's got some kind of desire. Mm. Um, looking to prove a point to the parent club, yeah. or, or yeah. looking to just get on in the game and get and get the mm. career going. Yeah, and Wolves also make loan signings which they actually want to buy from. Mm. Yeah. So Wolves might have seen, let's say, Mauta is mm. someone that's going to come in. Maybe they've identified him. They may, and they may have spoken to set him up. We know Southampton sell players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas there may well be, in, it might have, like Bamford, it might well have been inferred that there's no deal there. Yeah. Or no possibility of doing an early deal. Or You never so, know. So a key game once again against Bolton. Predictions, uh, Rich, oh, Richard. I'm thinking 2 0. Two uh, nil wolf. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, two nil. I'll go Dicko and Sacco to score goals. So John, a typical nervy finish for Wolves fans. Hanging on two one, two one. Mm-hmm. As you are a a betting man, John, what odds would you give? What fancy odds would you give for this weekend? What f- fancy, fa- fancy, fancy? Made you know if 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 you as a betting man, someone in the game of in the world of betting for Wolves to win, what odds would you give? Wolves to win, yeah. Oh, they'll be well. They'll be odds on Wolves, wouldn't they, to work to beat Bolton at home? I mean, I say here's a pound. Here's a pound, John. And you want to win something back? This is a back. new feature. <laughs> you want you want to win something back for your money? Wolves to win three nil. To win three nil, Wolves three nil. Probably going to be about ten to one. That one. Ten to one. Ten to one. Okay. I think oh, that's where I would expect it to be. Around that's about my, ten to one. That's what, that's my prediction. Three nil on a ten to one. Dicko to score first and three nil is going to be around about twenty eight to one. Okay. About that. How about uh, Akimi, Lake Corner? <laughs> <laughs> Name your own odds and you'll be going on holiday with the money. <laughs> um, and that's where we'll leave this week's oh. podcast. Thanks for joining us again after the international break. We'll be back next week to review that game against Bolton. Uh, for this week, it's uh, bye from Richard. Goodbye. Bye from the Baron. Good night. And it's bye from me. We'll see you next week. Bye.